Welcome to the Matt and Mark podcast. Uh, hi, Mark. I'm Matt. That's Mark over there. Happy episode five. Episode five? Oh my gosh. That's yeah, wild. we've been doing this for like almost pretty much a month now. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> oh, has it been? That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, we're superstars now. Yeah, and um, to celebrate episode five, we have a very special guest. Uh, everybody, welcome Nolan. Woo! Nolan! <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I'm excited. I'm so excited to be on the Zencaster podcast. <laughs> we're so we're so happy to have you. <laughs> yes, this is a, this is a milestone. <laughs> Five episodes. Um, <laughs> so we we discussed what we were going to um, talk about on this episode, and we had a little bit of debate. So the topic is, um, and correct me if I'm completely wrong, but we decided that each of us would pick two of our top um, uplifting albums, AKA albums that like we listen to when we're in a good vibe or they put us in a good mood. And um, you know, here's me over here. Like, so is this album like an album that you like cry to and you want to feel happy or is it just like you're already happy? <laughs> so a little bit of debate there, but yeah. Um, did I get that right? <laughs> yeah. Close enough. Okay. Great. Just gonna... <laughs> just gonna say that's good. Hey Matt. Hey, know, what? You, you know, <laughs> you know who likes debates? Uh, who? Defishes. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. <laughs> All right, that was important information I needed to get out there. <laughs> okay, so um, before right, yes, I do agree. It's happy albums or something like that. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll get to that. But first we gotta we gotta find out who this Nolan guy is. So um I guess what I really wanna know, Nolan, like I don't really care about the rest of your life, but I really wanna know what makes you qualified to talk about music. Actually I, I, I had the perfect example of what makes me qualified to talk about music the other day. It was Ooh. actually yesterday. So um I saw on Spotify that there's this day one club. I don't know if you saw that, but um, it essentially shows you um, which artists you're in the top percentile of listening to. Oh. So the, the first one it told me was, and I, it says, I quote, congrats, you're in the top 11% of all Lil Pump listeners, <laughs> making you gold status. <laughs> <laughs> so that's you what makes me qualified to talk about music. That is, that is highly respectable. <laughs> Wow, we oh. we might have to get I, on that level. I can't even follow that up. I might have to go. <laughs> yeah. Bye, Mark. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Matt and Nolan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny because Nolan and I were just talking about this and you weren't even there. <laughs> I, I said it would work even better because um, we both live in Minnesota and you don't. It'd be the MN podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are my initials, MN. That's I could true, be the uh, MN podcast. That, that can't yeah. possibly. You don't need true. anybody. You just need you, Mark. <laughs> well, you know, if you throw the middle initial in there too, I'm man. Man, M A N. Uh, classic Mark Anderson Nepple. <laughs> Mark Anderson. <laughs> Excuse me, it's Ashley. Shout out to Ashley. <laughs> Honestly, shout out to shoutouts. Oh, yeah, oh shout out to shoutouts. Shout out to that shout out that you just did. Yeah. All right, we need to stop <laughs> we, here. All right, we could just 
we could just do this for an hour and a half, but we have other mm-hmm. pressing matters oh, to talk about. So the so back to sidetracking us. Um, okay. So <laughs> um, when I was when I heard the topic of the podcast, it made me think of um, Marie Kondo. <laughs> oh. Does this does this album bring you joy? <laughs> uh, clever. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, how I should no. have approached it. It took me forever to pick my podcast or my my album. Yeah, Mark actually had five different podcasts he could have been on tonight. He chose to be on his own. I chose <laughs> this one. Yes. Too popular. I was asked by <laughs> Michelle Obama, Oprah, um Camilla Harris. Oh no, I feel bad. I Camilla. Camilla. I, oh well. well I, moving yeah, on. I think it's Harris. Is it Harris? Well, yeah. it just happened today. Yeah, it's Harris. Oh, Calvin Harris. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Oh, Calvin. Oh, 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 hey, yeah. We need to know who this guy is that's on our podcast. Matt. Oh, yeah. So what else? Like, tell us about you, Nolan. What, um, where are you from? What do you do? Where did you go to college? And uh, what did you go to school for? What do you do currently? Um, so I am from Maple Grove, which is both the best city containing maple in it and the best city containing grove in it. Um, so that's where I, um, grew up, went to school. Then I went to UMD, like some other people on the podcast. Whoa. Whoa. And I got a marketing major, music minor and communications minor. So I was well-traveled across the school <laughs> Oh yes. <laughs> from, uh, shoot, what was that? What was that place we'd have choir in? Um, Chester, Ch- Park. Chester Park. Yeah. Yeah. From Chester Park to, oh man. Uh, honestly, anywhere from Chester Park is a long walk. For real. Anyway, enough about Chester Park. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so now I work in pest control, work at my dad's pest control company. I do some marketing and I also exterminate. Ooh. Ooh. You exterminate the consumers? Um, <laughs> I try not to. That seems like a poor business model. <laughs> I, feel yeah, like, I feel like that would be, that'd not be very a new way to do it. Honestly. Repeatable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you're the exterminator, not me. So... Yeah, you're you would, the expert. You you're qualified for that, John. Yeah, honestly, when, I didn't go into that. When Matt and Mark reached out to me, they said, we want some guy who can talk about pests and extermination on our podcast. So I have no notes on oh, what we're talking about today. Yeah, we should. We should honestly, I think subject. I was. Yeah, I thought I was supposed to be next week on this podcast. Whoa. Oh, whoops. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, all right. Uh, I'll just add a little bit. Can, you can wing it, yeah. Well, pff, whatever. We don't. We don't need. We don't need things. Um, I do have stuff written down just to help you along. But <laughs> oh, by the way, continuing hmm. on getting to know Nolan, this might yeah. be an interesting thing. Nolan, how did you meet us? Um, it was probably different for each of us. It was different for each of us. I know that. Yeah. So, Mark definitely had to be in choir. <laughs> yeah yeah you were in choir excuse me <clears throat> um every single year that i was in choir 
So oh. <laughs> I saw your face a lot. I've and seen it several the, years. The, <laughs> and the bases were all always really chill. So we always had a tight knit group of bases. And then Matt, yes, I'm, shout I'm... out to the bases of the university <laughs> seniors, whatever yeah. year you are. All right, how's Cur- you know Matt? Current and past. Yes. Um, <laughs> so Matt had to have been in one of our music classes because Matt wasn't in choir at first, but then he joined choir. So... I was actually in choir before you were in UMD, and then I left, and then I came back. Was so... it because of me? Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> you just saw um, me and was intimidated yeah. um, <laughs> i honestly don't remember how we met yeah i think like it, it had like, to have been a class th- right well i feel like it might have been through me as oh well. oh i remember what it was it was um with that i was in like an econ class you oh wait wait you were you were in linguistics yeah linguistics <laughs> that one the class yeah. was terrible it was in the econ building oh <laughs> Linguistics was, in the econ building? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And the class where, like, probably a third of the class dropped out after the first test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> class. And we had the most pretentious professor, too. <laughs> yeah. He was great, but also. <laughs> wow. He was, like, one of the teachers. I like his personality, but I don't like his teaching. Yeah. yeah. Those are around. Well, I'm self-absorbed. I thought you two met through me somehow. I mean, maybe we got to know each other better that way, but I definitely, that was my first recollection of Nolan. Yeah. And one of my first memories of Matt was um, his performance of, um, shoot, what was that song you'd always perform? Oh, Um, Cherry Pie by Warrant. Yeah. Yes. Fergalicious? (laughs) Yes, Fergalicious. No, El El Scorcho. (laughs) Right. that one too yeah that was um, actually yeah that was a so that one. was one of my earliest memories and i just remember it was it was very much a crowd pleaser <laughs> oh wait for delicious yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah you did perform that one that was super fun totally forgot about that <laughs> yeah oh the good old days i know as bruce springsteen would say glory days <laughs> oh, I thought or there was something. more to that. <laughs> <laughs> there, there never is. That's one of his um, most quoted quotes. quotes. <laughs> yeah, I write it on the board in quotes like Glory Days, Bruce Springsteen, Mark Neville. <laughs> like The Office? <laughs> yes, just like The Office. That's That's what I was going for. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Thanks All for right. tuning in, guys. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> no, we got more to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, should we just get right into our topic? We can jump in and just see okay. what happens. That's All right. It's usually what we do. Welcome yeah, so aboard as... the crazy train, Nolan. We're going so off the rails. We... <laughs> wow. I feel like I heard that here. somewhere. No, we, I made um... that up. <laughs> oh. Thinking maybe, about maybe, making it into a song. <laughs> maybe you said it to me before. Maybe that's where I heard it. <laughs> yeah, I, I say it a lot. I say it on occasion. It's kind of my catchphrase. Crazy Might train. Might get that tattooed. Yeah. Crazy train. Glory days. I'm not a man of many words. But I am a word of many men. Ooh. Wow. 
Okay, so um, <laughs> we each picked we each picked out two albums that we thought were um, they put us in a good move, the good vibe albums. So, um, Mark, we're gonna start with your two first. So, um, oh, we're doing both. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, thought, I thought we were alternating two. Oh, anyway. what? I'm sorry. What? Like I do one, then Eminem, then Nolan does one, then Matt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. All right, okay. start over can... the podcast. Start, start over. <laughs> right. That's it. We Canceled. gotta scrap the whole oh. thing. <laughs> Try the whole thing again. Um. All right. Yeah. Let's let's Welcome do that. Welcome to the I Matt like and Mark podcast. <laughs> oh, Hi, I'm Matt, and that's Mark. Uh, we have a new guest, Nolan. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I love that idea. Let's do one one album at a time. Um, oh, Mark, which album would you like to start with? <laughs> Hold up, cue you, you filibuster while I get a drink. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Don't start it yet. I'll be back in ten seconds. Okay. But don't count. Okay. <laughs> well, great. I mean, technically, I could just cut this part out, and then there'd be no awkward, uh, awkward pause. But you know what? Whatever. We'll just keep it going. The audience knows this by now. <laughs> Mark, are you there? I think everybody left. All right. Am oh, I here? Just me. Oh, oh yeah. Wait. Are you? Oh my! My headphone got unplugged. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> this is quality podcasting right now. Nolan told me he left, and then I, I was starting to talk to Mark, and then Mark wasn't there. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'm all alone. So welcome I'm, to the Matt podcast. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Matt I'm podcast. Back <laughs> You're back already? Yeah. That was the fastest. Are you Sonic? Like, wow. That was quick a with a capital K, dang. I was like, I, I just ordered my Jimmy John's <laughs> one minute trip. ago. <laughs> the only kind of quick is quick trip. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is quicker. <laughs> so wait, on the real... What? Before we um start, what part about quick trip is quick? Because like, um, I feel like you do everything yourself, so it's as fast as you go. Yeah, and I'm well, pretty can be pretty quick, you know. Yeah, all right, so but quick. I feel like I could speed run Holiday. No, you can't. Um, no, Holiday well, takes longer. Yeah, Holiday is where you go to get away. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually one of the songs off the album. Whoa. That is. I don't. Even That's true. Which album? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we'll we'll figure it out as we go. We'll yeah. overdub it in post. Yep. <laughs> um. Okay, Mark. Why don't you uh go ahead with your uh, one of your albums? Which one? Okay. Are we just doing this in a random order, or should I go like number two then number one? Um. Because I kind of decided that. And I'm oh. Okay. Do it well, whatever you want to do, Mark. Okay. I'm actually gonna open the album. Like I got my phone right here. Okay. And oh, my first cool album that brings me joy is Off to the Races by Jukebox the Ghost. So shout oh, yes. out to Jukebox the Ghost. Oh, man. So I think I discovered them on KUMD, actually. I was listening really? to KUMD. And yeah. the lead singer, at least, Ben, and then he has a last name. Um, Affleck. It's pretty close. Sounds familiar, but I don't think so. But Ben, Ben, Ben Jukebox, Ben, Ben Fornwell. No, ben, yes, that's it. Hey, it's either so that it's or the ghost. Ben the ghost. Ben the ghost. Ben, ben, ben the ghost jukebox. It's a nickname. Ooh, a 
Anywho, he was. I think he was doing an interview on KUMD. Like they Ooh. they do that. Like I don't think it was actually through KUMD because they oh, do like that the right now. Probably something like that. But he was doing yeah. an interview, then they would like play a song, then they'd come back to the interview. And yeah, that's when I first heard of them. And it talks about this on their website and um, like in the interview, he talked about it too. One of their biggest influences is Queen, which is my favorite band of all time. <laughs> and they also like try to match the genre that Queen had and they call it piano rock, huh. which is what, super what's, cool. Like they what's interesting just use... that you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. Um, so what's interesting you say that is right when I heard the first song, I was like, this sounds like Queen. Dude, yeah. the first song <laughs> is incredible. Jump started, but it brings back like Bohemian Rhapsody vibes. And uh, yeah, that's what they're going for. They're trying to bring back piano rock, like using the piano as a rock and roll instrument. And um, yeah, so that first song is just an absolute adventure on the album so yeah off to the races what is it it is it is 10 songs 33 minutes and 54 seconds <laughs> i'm looking at spotify right now <laughs> but yeah jump started was one of the first songs i heard from them but i think the first one i heard was everybody's lonely oh like, yeah it was all in that interview and then he was talking about jump started and he said i think he said he recorded himself like a hundred times like it's a hundred voices like within that i could be totally wrong well well i mean is, like um charlie puth also like uh there was a song where he overdubbed like himself like over 300 times i think which might be an exaggeration but um also could be true i don't know he'll get extra <laughs> i'll have to deep dive into that later on but yeah it's <laughs> a very good song and also like I found videos for Jump Started and Everybody's Lonely. These are both songs off the album, by the way. First two songs, actually. I found videos for them, and they're just wonderful. Like Jump Started, I really like Jump Started. Have either of you seen the video for it? Uh, no. Yeah. No. You need to find the video because, like, once like the drums come in and there's like a groove, it's just the three of them like playing their instruments and they're just jogging to the beat. It's. I don't know why they're wearing headbands oh, and they're wearing like t-shirt and shorts and they're just jogging in place like in three separate panels. <laughs> and it. I don't know. Yeah, it just makes me so happy. That, actually, yeah, it's a great video. And then everybody's lonely is another video, and I haven't seen that one for a while. But if I remember it right, it's like a very colorful video, and I'm like, why isn't this the video for colorful? Because colorful should have a colorful video, but they don't have a video. And Colorful is also, Colorful is the last song in the album. Very positive, happy vibes. I mean, at least to me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they don't have a video for that one. They only have a video for the first two. Um, but yeah, it. this video, this album really makes me happy. Some of my favorite songs are like Jump Started, Everybody's Lonely. Um, I love Colorful. And Fred Astaire is another one that I heard recently. Colorful is actually on my good vibes playlist because it's just such good vibes. Mm. But yeah, they have that cool because piano rock isn't like a hugely popular thing. Like, and when I say piano rock, like especially in Jump Started, he really goes to town on the piano. Like he's doing oh yeah, really oh, insane yeah. things. And in the video, it actually shows him like playing the piano, like just the hands. So you see like what he's doing with his hands 
on the really fast parts of the piano. It's like, wow. Yeah, that was a crazy <laughs> piano riff. Right, right when I heard that, um, I was like, oh, these guys are really talented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you, you just get get that vibe right off the jump. Yeah, because Nolan, you, this was your first time um, listening to Jukebox the Ghost, right? Yeah, I had yeah. not what heard of think? him prior. Oh, I thought it was super good. Like I said, right off the rip, um, I was like, this band is really talented. I also got like the Queen vibes and like mm-hmm. maybe, you know, other great pianists um, in pop music, like um, maybe maybe not Elton John, but um, I'm blanking on the other Billy one. Joel. Yeah, Billy Joel. <laughs> I got Billy Joel vibes as well mm-hmm. with some of it. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really cool. Oh, also, are we jumping into the top two songs yet? Or um, are we saving that for the end? Oh, you, you, we can do them as we go. Okay, um, Mark, what were your top two songs? Okay. You did name like half the album, but you know, I, yeah, I don't, I yeah. Don't I'm forcing <laughs> Mark to and yeah, those it are my down. favorite songs. I'm gonna name it. Ah, Jump Started is definitely gonna be one. Like, I mean, the harmonies in the beginning are just way too cool, and then the piano throughout is just insane. And it really Super does cool. have like Bohemian Rhapsody vibes to it, too. Because I mean, it starts in that like large harmony, just like Bohemian Rhapsody, and it uses the piano as a rock instrument. So, Jump Started one. Oh, it's also cool how that song like partway through switches from like the piano um, kind of thing to then it's like a synth that's doing the same sort of um, mm. pattern. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. I'm we're going to go with everybody's lonely just because that is such a relatable song. So like, much so relation. relatable. Colorful <laughs> was a really close third, but I think I'm going to go with everybody's lonely just because that was my first experience with jukebox the ghost such a relatable song like what what what's the chorus go like why is every song about love mm. or drinking too much maybe that's because mm. everybody's lonely and it's like um yeah definitely like everyone's listening to like love songs yeah. and stuff and drinking too much because yeah. everybody's lonely ah listen to it all right <laughs> matt what are your favorite two songs um I'm also Talk about the say... album first. What? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the album first and then say your two songs at the end. Oh, I'm, oh okay. I'm sorry, Nolan. I didn't realize this was your podcast. <laughs> well, oh, Nolan did. got to say his two sets and I didn't, but yes, he that's did. okay. Go ahead, Matt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to establish I... a system. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> the system is broken. Um, we, I know this we, is way uh, too organized for me. <laughs> I know. Ugh. <laughs> He's a shower. We. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the um, yeah, the album. When I when uh, I think, yeah, you must have been the one who showed it to me. He's like, "Hey, I heard this on KUMB," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'll check it out because I, I work at KUMB." <laughs> and then, um, yeah. It, very queen vibes of course and uh like i was also kind of thinking as i'm re-listening to it like greta van fleet got a ton of flack for doing exactly what they're doing here like where they took an older band's sound and just kind of went with it but mm-hmm. they're doing it so much better than they did and in the sense really you can you can kind of tell the difference here like um you know jukebox the ghost versus queen but 
um it, it, so i just thought that was kind of funny but the whole album is just such a good vibe like it's good for if you're in the kitchen cooking if you're like washing your shower like i was today um <laughs> and um so yeah i i just it's good vibes and um even like the the more bummer songs are like they just make you feel good and i yeah. love that and i can totally see why you picked this one too Mark, because yes. um, you're so into classic rock and positive vibes, oh, and like sure. this album is like ev- like the epitome of like what you love. <laughs> yes, it's a mix of everything I love, and the last song is called "Colorful," and I love colors. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so my top two songs, I I nearly picked "Colorful" as well because that's such a good song. But um, yes. everybody's lonely because duh, and um. See you soon, because oh. that one kind of that one kind of hit me. It was good. That's like a really a sweet nice. song. Oh, mm-hmm. 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 it's just cute. It's a nice little ballad in the middle of the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's good to have that because a lot of the albums we listened to were like just full of bangers, and it's like, oof, we <laughs> yeah. need to like slow down a little bit. So, see you soon was a little bit of a slowdown and just really nice. And Ben has such a good voice; it's so nice. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. He's got like the confidence but of freddie mercury i mean he's not freddie mercury but he's still got that nice strong voice that the band needs he's got a really good mm-hmm. piano rock voice honestly oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. um and then so to finish up my thoughts um as well the i don't think the album is too derivative of queen like there's still very distinct differences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's a little bit more modern pop than, you know, obviously Queen wouldn't be able to write modern pop. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, for sure. But to, yeah, to go to my songs, um, I had Jump Started. Did everyone have Jump Started? No, Matt didn't. No. Oh. Huh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, but that, that's such a strong opening song with those like if for real super oh, yeah. fast piano riffs, and then the chorus and the intro. And, oh my god, um, the whole thing, and then and, and the verses. Yeah, so, don't forget yeah. that <laughs> the verses were okay. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my second song was actually uh, Fred Astaire. Oh, that's Ooh. a good one. Oh yeah. yeah. That song was just like super upbeat, but it like kind of had some soul to it. Um, also, I have no idea who Fred Astaire is, so I looked it up. Oh, you don't? <laughs> wow. Is my he, mom is he loves a Fred Astaire. Name? Oh my god! Isn't he like when I was growing up? <laughs> isn't Fred Astaire one of the most famous dancers ever? Pretty much, yeah. Like, he, he up was there like with the, Gene uh, Kelly. He was like the um, what's his name um. Frank Sinatra of dancing, pretty much. The Franks. Yeah, he would always do these right. uh, films with uh, Ginger Baker. She was his uh, um, sidekick, if you will, her, his dance partner. Mm-hmm. And they'd always do these films that were like they mainly featured dancing and singing with a large number of numbers that included the two of them just going ham, and it was awesome. My mom's obsessed, so like I watched a lot of them growing up. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have heard of him and seen a couple of videos. They're always in black and white because he was from like the 50s, I think. Maybe even before that, but yeah, yeah around 40s that or time. 50s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and color wasn't invented back then. 
Color had not been invented, so they wouldn't have written yeah. colorful yet. Color, color was actually invented with the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, when she when she uh, clicked them heels. You know? Yeah, they were like, "What's really going to make this movie pop? Hmm. Let's have, let's put color into color. it." Yeah, they're like, "What? That's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> but it worked out. I mean, look around. Sorry if you're colorblind, but <laughs> shout out to people that are colorblind. Like, oh. way to go for making it through. Oh man, I love colors. <laughs> Shout out to colors as well. Shout out to colors as well. <laughs> when I was doing the uh, my rehearsal for the sax quartet, um, I heard uh, shout out to Zach every time like we talk about stuff. It's like yeah, shout out to eighth notes. <laughs> shout out to eighth notes. Wait, you did that or Zach did that? Zach did that. Yeah. Shout out to Zach. It's shout out to dotted sixteenths. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're talking about it's oh. different zach sorry other zach but you know yeah. what, zach shout out to you yeah and while i'm on that topic shout out to kevin no <laughs> all right live got it in shout out to zach <laughs> all right. and kevin so what, all right, what, what is also interesting oh sorry <laughs> you're good i was I, gonna jump to the next album but if you have another thought go right ahead <laughs> yeah um, mark actually paid me to cut off as many people as possible oh okay good um, I did, even me. So what's kind of interesting is, like, look at, like, all the names of songs that are named after people. Like Fred Astaire, Uma Thurman. There's others that aren't coming to my mind, but I know there's more. Diane. And, like, they all came... Buddy Holly. Yeah. Mm. So it's kind of interesting where, like, the mm. name is, like, literally the chorus. So I hope my appearance on this podcast gets a song named after me. <laughs> it oh, will. well, you're gonna get like 30 songs. We'll keep you updated no on the Facebook page. People are just gonna submit songs called Nolan Lazy. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm here for it. Great. Well, hey, speaking of Nolan Lacey, uh, why don't you talk? Uh, what's an album you picked? Um, here, let's jump into Fully I Do. Um, okay. So to be honest, I have no idea if that's the actual pronunciation, but I think it is. <laughs> is it? Dull? And I, I never took dull. French. Yeah, I took I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go ham on the pronunciation. Well, I took <laughs> I French to some compromise. I think it's. I think it's uh, the last word. I think is do. Oh yeah, you're probably right. No. I don't know. Somewhere yeah. in between there, yeah. yeah I need so to call exact- a French person. <laughs> Hang on, let me let me get my French friend on the line. <laughs> I, <laughs> Hello, shock. I, <laughs> I, I luckily have a French phone book here on the desk with me. Oh, beautiful. We need to call okay, Joey for so. friends. <laughs> now that, now that we have, now that we established that the name is exactly how I said it the first time. Okay. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, so. I don't know. Um, lately, this has been the album that I just like jam out in my car and after work, like you know that. So for me, when I'm doing pass control, it's a route, so I have to do X many stops in a certain amount of time, and then you finally get that last stop done, and you can just jam out and like sing in the car. It's mm-hmm. it's great. I also really love um, Patrick Stump is probably one of my favorite vocalists. The dude has crazy range and. I love oh, his gosh. like kind of um, kind of a uh, bluesy 
stuff he dives into sometimes. Not so much in recent work. I haven't li- liked Fallout Boy's newest stuff as much, but like that old stuff is really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that makes me a boomer saying that, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, okay, <laughs> kind of how I feel about Maroon Five. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, songs about Jane was so good. I know. So yeah, I mean, I think like for me, this is an album where. I pretty much like every single song, as I'm sure you feel the same about your albums as well. (laughs) And listening through these albums as well, I kind of found that like these albums, (laughs) there's not really any misses, you know? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, even listening to all your albums, like I was still like, damn, it's so hard to pick like my favorite two, and they're all so Mm -hmm. good. Yeah, so um, the songs I picked from this and it's really hard i'm sure with your own albums as well it's really hard to pick just two mm-hmm. but um one of the songs i really like was 27 um yeah. so that that opening line and i <laughs> i won't say the expletive but <laughs> it's it opens up with like if home is where the heart is then we're all just effed yeah i loved that <laughs> and then like the the chorus was super good too and it's just a rocking song that i can really jam out to mm-hmm. um something about it, it's kind of funny how we're wearing anchors on our shirts like <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know the rest of the chorus but <laughs> sometimes songs can be jams without knowing the whole chorus oh yeah <laughs> yeah um and my other song well my second opener that i've picked um i really liked uh disloyal order of water buffaloes <laughs> that was what a, a name. great one i was pl- pleasantly surprised what a name though like I'm, I know. <laughs> order great album opener too yeah terrific yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it like starts off with that organ and then it transitions to be like more rock but yeah um oh another interesting thing one of the first years i took voice lessons and when when i took voice lessons as a music minor not as big of a deal um (laughs) oh i remember i did that first semester like the first um semester i i think they put me with someone who wasn't a full-time music teacher um but she's like what song do you want to sing I'm like that's an option they don't just tell you what song to sing <laughs> <laughs> so i i picked um what a catch donnie which also a banger mm-hmm. and oh, i i, I definitely had to move it down <laughs> because <laughs> that high note mm-hmm. is very high um but yeah and of course the single off of it um i don't care also a banger um but yeah i'll i'll give the floor away okay (laughs) we should take the floor and push it somewhere else all right if you put a floor above you it becomes a ceiling whoa (laughs) um mark Mark, (laughs) i give i give the floor to you the floor has been pushed to me Mm -hmm. all right yeah I'm usually not too much of a punk kid. Is that how we describe Fall Out Boy punk, right? Because um, 
pop punk? Pop Maybe punk. like emo? Pop punk. Pop punk? Pop emo? Okay. Yeah. Well, when I was growing up, my brother got the album, I think it's called Infinity on High. With oh, yeah. Thanks for the memories. Classic. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had that album. That was my experience with uh, Fall Out Boy. And I mean, on the radio, obviously, I heard Sugar were going down. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. so, yeah, as I listened to this whole album, I don't think I really listened to that entire album before. So listening to an entire Fallout album was, Fallout Boy album was just <laughs> an adventure. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's headbanging music all the way through, and it barely slows down. And I also had it turned up pretty loud in my headphones. And I was Good. like, jeez, wow, this is <laughs> just wild. Just so high energy all the way throughout. And I love the album cover. It really captures what happens in the album. Um, if you don't know, it looks like... As I looked closer, I realized that it wasn't just two bears. There's a bear. There's a man wearing a bear costume with a bear, a real bear on his back. He's giving a... Okay, so this, someone is wearing a bear costume. Let's pretend it's Nolan. Nolan is wearing a bear costume. And there's a real bear, and he's giving it a piggyback ride. You know, I'll be honest. I didn't realize that that was actually a person. <laughs> I didn't either. Honestly, I, I kept on looking at it on Spotify. And yeah, it has eyes and a mouth underneath yeah. the mouth of the bear. So oh, it's, it, oh, it is. Oh yeah, my gosh. so it's a human giving a bear a piggyback ride. And it's <laughs> just very intense. And the bear is like roaring on top. And it's like, yeah, that's fitting. That's very fitting. And yeah, <laughs> Patrick Stump absolutely rocks. He's amazing. Um, it really takes talent to be heard over all the crazy instrumentation that's happening. <laughs> like, because, I mean, bass, drums, guitar, everything's just going absolutely wild. And he's yeah, still, like, heard over it. Very big production. There's, like, some songs have, like, trumpets or pianos. and like Yes, and I love that. It's like they layered all of the instruments. <laughs> I know, and it just barely slowed down throughout the album. And I was like, wow, this is intense. Um, and yeah, I just listened to it six hours ago, maybe. I don't know. I listened to it today. This was the only one I listened to, like, today. Because I actually kind of did space it out a little bit, listening to the albums. So, Well, we yes. only had, like, what, two days? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we kind of told can. each other a little late. <laughs> But yeah, I, d- I did really enjoy it. Um, I love the high energy. Um, I've got a lot of hair now. Like, I mean, Nolan hasn't seen me for a long time, but this is the longest my hair has ever been. Thank you, COVID. Shout out to the quarantine. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for... Shout out COVID. <laughs> I, was I almost did. I was like, wait, no, no, no. But I also shouldn't <laughs> even be shouting out quarantine. But shout out to my hair. All right. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay, but my top two, uh, one of them is going to be I Don't Care. I really did love that single. It was such a banger. And like the first, it was the second song on the album. And I think the first one was like a huge banger, very energetic opening. And I was like, yeah, I love this. And then I Don't Care just kept it going. And this was the point where I didn't realize that the energy was going to be going for like 10 songs. <laughs> but I loved it and I wish I was like that you know what I don't care but I kind of do care what people say about me <laughs> but it was it was a fun song to listen to and then the other one was What a Catch Donnie 
Nolan, you also mentioned that. Um, and yeah, I thought like this is probably the closest that it's going to get to a slowdown through the entire album. I think I was right. <laughs> yep. Like parts of the song were like slow. It started off with like a nice piano and vocals intro, and I was like, oh, this is nice. But obviously, it still had that Fall Out Boy energy. Like once they got to like some choruses and later on in the song. But I also loved that toward the end they snuck in like a lot of their hits because I heard yeah. Sugar were going down and this ain't a scene it's an arms race and then thanks for the memories and then like a couple others that I actually didn't know but I was like oh my gosh that's so cool they have like the other songs in there and it's like throwback to those songs that I've actually heard because <laughs> I hadn't heard of any of these songs before actually I may have heard I don't care and that's the only one that I've heard before and yeah, the song and, is from 2008. <laughs> what's interesting about like all the layers they do over that um, that kind of last chorus is that they're all by I'm pretty sure different singers off the album, but for sure are different singers off the label, but for sure different mm-hmm. singers. So like the singer of Panic at the Disco, um, I think did the dance dance part of that. Oh, like Brendan did he really? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Well, that's <laughs> that's why it's very high pitched. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love that one though. Yeah, very much a, a rock ballad. Absolutely. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Well, oh, this album actually segues well into my album, but I'll I'll get to that when I get to that. Yeah. So, um, when I yeah, like Mark, I had never listened to this album in particular. Like, I, I'm a the first two albums by fallout boy were my bread and butter growing up and um they've also made it made their way onto my workout playlist so i've been kind of working my way back into the fallout boys scene a little bit especially they uh they were doing that hella mega tour with weezer and green day so that that was so much fun um so what I love about this album is that it's so much hype throughout like it's just like the one that i'm gonna mention where it throughout the whole thing you're just like you're amped like this is the album that you're gonna throw on when you're cleaning the house when you're driving on the way to like Duluth this is the album that like is like hype this is after work this is like you just got screamed at by a bunch of people at Kmart and you just need to like go ham (laughs) (laughs) sounds relatable (laughs) um and then when I when I was listening to it I didn't think I'd know any tracks but then I don't care came on and um, back in college, actually, that was part of our marching man show. Oh, yeah. Really? So it um that like that brought me back. So that was really cool, and I love that song, especially playing it on the field and like remembering all the uh, my part that I played on tenor, and then um the uh, the choreography we had, which the drill. Sorry, the drill that we had on the field. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and then. Um, it just keeps going and going and going and going. And then you get to What a Catch Donnie, which is also one of my faves. Um, kind of pulls it back. And this is a trend you'll see with like just about every album here, besides one where um, the two songs that I picked are probably going to be like the opener or the second track. And then like whatever ballad they threw in the middle of the second half. But mm-hmm. um, that just happens to feel like throughout the history of time that's always been my favorite two songs of any album the opener and then like that 
that cute little battle that they, that they throw in. But I love what a catch Dotty is so like fun and catchy. And then you got all the throwbacks at the end. Oh, and then um, the way the uh, the album kind of ends with a uh, uh, West Coast smoker, <laughs> just fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. They just—it's right. just so much hype. I love it. You gotta <laughs> you gotta start and end the album strong. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. What whatever <laughs> happens in the middle happens, but <laughs> as yeah. long as you start it and finish it strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And um, so it, this one actually relates, as I've said 15 times, to uh, my album, which is uh, the self-titled album by Weezer, which uh, doesn't really narrow it down because they have like five of those now. But um, <laughs> um, the uh, the Blue album, yes. which, oh, this is like the album that kind of, I feel like, built me almost. Um, it, oh. This every every song is just a banger, and I didn't really appreciate it until later in life because my first Weezer album is actually the Green album, which um fantastic album, just not quite on the level of the Blue album. Like the uh, they're very different in in the sense where uh, the Green album is like post depressive Rivers Cuomo, the lead singer, who uh, he uh, came out with an album after the Blue album, and everybody hated it, and he thought it was like gonna be amazing because he put his heart and his soul into it and then everybody hated it so much that he like went into a great depression like why won't anybody like my music and so he made a crowd pleaser album that was the green album and every song is like super formulaic and very like um vanilla and like island in the sun is a great song but the whole album just kind of it's just a crowd pleaser but the blue album is really where you get to the heart and soul of the band where like it's raw emotion and there's like heavy distortion and this kind of defines their sound throughout the career. They do build up on it. Like there's a ton of different bases of Weezer, if you will, but th- this one's like the epitome where they have, you know, um, Buddy Holly saying it. So, um, <laughs> surf wax America undone the sweater song. Like <laughs> imagine, imagine a band today writing undone <laughs> be wild. <laughs> nerd oh. rock yeah nerd i love i love it nerd rock <laughs> oh and then <laughs> whenever i hear my name is jonas i think of all the times i try to play it on guitar and then i end up playing uh, minority by green day <laughs> <laughs> also a banger also a banger yeah the they're uh they're cute little acoustic grips they're very very similar and almost the same chords but not quite <laughs> um but yeah, it, it's just, it's the album, like, when I throw it on, I'm hyped. Like, I feel so good, I feel nostalgic, and I feel like it's going to be a good day. Like, no matter what, you can't you can't go wrong with this album. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, my two favorites, um... Oh, boy. This was tough. This was I know, really I'm tough. I'm interested to see what you're going to say. Yeah, <laughs> I... <laughs> so, one of, the, one of the clear winners is one that um, is actually my favorite one of my favorite Weezer songs of all time. It's uh, The World Has Turned and Left Me Here. Oh. Yeah, which is the third track. And it's not like one of the the singles that people really know them for, but it, it's one that I've always really enjoyed. Um, it's also, like, it, ha- it has a weird feel to it where I kind of relate to it where, like, you're almost kind of obsessed with a person and you kind of just think about them a lot. And, you know, 
that's called being in love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's so it's kind of cool that he like painted this picture in such a way. Like my my favorite lyric in here is actually one of my favorite lyrics of all time of anything. Um, I just made love to your sweet memory one thousand times in my head, and like ah, oh, that's kind of creepy but i love it yeah. <laughs> in fact there's a couple moments on this album that are kind of creepy but like uh no one else like basically it's saying i want a woman who will stay home oh, like yeah. basically not exist unless i'm there <laughs> it's like that very over controlling boyfriend yeah yeah it's like oh you can't do anything unless i'm with you yeah I mean, maybe at the time he thought it was cute and friendly, but like it has not aged well. <laughs> well, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if he was playing a character or writing about someone else, though. You know, that could be too. Um, he's not really known for that, but um, that could be the the first two albums, especially, are very much his own feelings, though. So, um, but it, you could be right, but because I, I don't, I don't, I definitely don't see him being that way you know yeah but like it it appears that he's focusing on that kind of controlling aspect so maybe he realizes that's how he acted before or something that's true and like he, realizes this isn't probably the right thing to do i don't know right yeah he does explore a lot of that on a pinkerton as well um yeah awesome um oh well, uh, how did how did you guys feel about the blue album i know you probably hang on did you just name what? one song? Did I? Oh, I only named one song. Yeah, you did. Oh, my bad. Thanks for catching me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the world has turned and left me here. That's one. And then I, I had a tough time picking between the other two because they're so good. Um, I really wanted to pick Surf Wax America because it's just a really fun song. And like, I imagine like riding my surfboard to work like that'd be hella cool. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. um, I really, I have to say saying it so. Mm-hmm. Cause that's just like the that's the Weezer song of all time that, and nobody will argue that. And it's so good and very raw emotion. It's just a good song, and especially freaking dragging it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Nolan, if you haven't heard that yet, it's um, you know the Drake and Josh theme. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so somebody took the uh, the lyric, the like the vocal part of that, and put it over the uh, instrumental of Satan. So, and it works way too well. I want you to listen to it after this. <laughs> but that's that song is definitely a banger. Um, yeah, I find a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah I found Jake a way. Josh. Shout yeah. out to Drake and Josh. <laughs> I mean, shout out to Josh. Shout out to Josh. Yep. But shout out oh. to that song by Drake. No. But shout but, out to Josh. Um. <laughs> when that chorus comes in on say it ain't so oh my god it's like such a huge sound that mm-hmm. just hits you yeah definitely a headbanger mm-hmm. yes <laughs> oh yeah i have a, a a b-side album that's called um rare nuggets or is rare gems and raw nuggets yeah and it has the uh the original mix of that song and it's slightly different and uh um maybe a little more raw rather than heavy but um it, it's got a different emotion to it but um this one the album version is just oh i just love the production on it. it's so full and raw and big in your face like you feel that emotion <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. yeah so uh tell me about tell me about 
your feelings on it, Nolan? Yeah, so I really liked how the whole album had... It very much sounds like a California pump, uh, punk album. Yeah. You can hear that come through on one of the songs. And I honestly didn't know um, where Weezer was from. <laughs> so oh. I was like, this sounds like California. And I looked it up. Sure enough, they're they're from there. Because like, I kind of get like some like similarities between like early Green Day as well. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. especially with how the album was mixed, because like a lot of the songs, they're heavy, but like the sound is almost narrow. Yeah. So I thought it was I really cool. I want to say that the producer, sorry, it was uh, Butch Vig who did like stuff with Pixies. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not. No. <laughs> very no. <familiar>. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. The first album was produced by the guy from the Cars. My bad. Okay. <laughs> I think we're straying further away from what I know. We really are. You you go right ahead. Yeah, we are. Do what you, you do. Go. You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So now that we've reconvened, um, <laughs> hopefully that the mics didn't pick that up. Um. <laughs> so yeah. No, I just like. A lot of it sound very raw, like early punk, um, similar to early Green Day albums. And of course, this song has probably four or five of the biggest hits from the band. And actually, I have seen Weezer perform live for a little bit, (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of interesting. So I went with a friend to Chicago, and we went to the Taste of Chicago, which, you know, like any food event Duluth has one um but so we went and the band that was performing there was um so the opener was Saint Motel uh-huh. and, and then the headliner was Weezer of course and so um we went there and we saw all of Saint Motel's set and that was they didn't have that much music released at that point they had um just my type which is mm-hmm. A massive song, also a oh, great yeah. song. Um, they play that at Target. <laughs> Shout out to Target. Not the band, but the managers or yeah. whoever. <laughs> the band, the band will just show up to random targets and play my type. <laughs> Come into a Target near you. <laughs> All right, see you at the Bemidji Target. All right. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, yeah, they did a pretty good set. Um, but they only really had like the one album anyways then we get to um weezer and they opened with my name is jonah's which mm-hmm. banger mm-hmm. and like it, it's cool that they opened with such an old song because at that point um it was my senior year so it was you know i want to say summer of 15 I mean, I know when my senior year was, but <laughs> when we actually traveled, it's a different yeah. story. Um, and so they played that. It was cool that they opened with one of their older hits. Um, and and so, yeah, we saw a few of their songs. I think we saw the, the sweater song as well. And then my friend wanted to go at a certain point. We didn't actually buy tickets. It was outside, so you could kind of just watch. You just couldn't be in the gated area. Hmm. So we didn't end up staying for the whole thing, but I wish we would have. It was still cool to like see them for a little bit and see Saint Motel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my um, relation to my name is Jonas. Great. <laughs> um, what's also interesting is 
three of these songs were on different guitar heroes I played. Oh. Yes! <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, I was so excited. <laughs> one, one I believe is was on, I had Guitar Hero on the DS. Ooh, I had that one. DS. Which was so weird. Like, I mean, you can probably attest to this, Matt. So it's like, I think it was like four buttons, right? Because you have mm-hmm. to hold the thing. Yeah. And then, um, it was just really weird because it plugged into your DS, but it was super bulky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, at this point, you're not playing a guitar, but it was still really fun. I played Wait, played it, a lot of it. Question, is DS like the handheld? Yeah, like, like the Nintendo yeah. DS. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. I didn't Wait, know that there... they had Guitar Hero for that. They did, yeah. It was yeah, pretty it, cool. It was very, yeah, it was interesting. But yeah, I, I forget what which song was on there, but I know one of them. Maybe it was "My Name Is Jonas." But yeah, I'd have to look up to actually like place which ones are on which game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can place it for you. Um, Guitar Hero Three was "My Name Is Jonas." Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> I think you just Guitar let me fumble around. <laughs> I think Guitar, <laughs> yeah. I think Guitar Hero Two was "Say It Ain't So," and then I think Buddy Holly was on one the of DS? them. DS. I didn't. Pl- I never played on DS. I only played on Xbox. Shout out to Guitar Hero. <sighs> Shout um, out to Guitar Hero for the DS. Yeah, but I vaguely <laughs> remember just the really quick guitar solo from Buddy Holly, like the end of the guitar solo. Oh yeah. I remember playing and, that. And the and the bridge <laughs> for that. Um. Oh yeah. So also Matt and Mark informed me that. Five random listeners to this podcast will all be receiving Guitar Hero for the DS. (laughs) (laughs) That's a real thing. I don't know where they found five of them, but (laughs) that's that's what I was informed. Yeah, don't ask. (laughs) Had to do some terrible things to some really nice people. We went through a lot of things that will haunt me for the rest of my life (laughs) to get Guitar Hero for the DS. <laughs> but anyways, to oh, um, yeah, to wrap it up here, <laughs> we're talking about so, Weezer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I feel like I shouldn't have gone this route, but at the same time, they're both bangers. Pick two of the very popular songs. So, Buddy Holly. Um, I've always really liked that song, and so when I heard it again, I was like, oh yeah, good song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then. Um, I also picked Saint and so I mean yeah. y- you have to. But when mm-hmm. I when I heard that song, I was like, Oh yeah, this has to go t- into my top one hundred songs playlist. <laughs> oh so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that got sauced in there. Um yeah, I kinda already mentioned like that chorus hits just this really large sound. And that which is kinda interesting. I don't know if it was mixed by someone different than some of the other songs, but yeah, it's just a very large sound that isn't necessarily heard in other places on the album. That's true. Yeah, and that's not a knock or anything. It's just it's no, different, yeah. and I it's think it almost thing. makes it bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then one of the cool things about that is um, one of the few like live performances I've done doing music. Um, my friend and I performed together, and that was one of the songs he performed with Say It Ain't So. Oh, I mean, cool. You can't go wrong with that song. No. No. <laughs> Mark. Okay. 
<laughs> well, I listened to the Blue Album by Weezer, as did you. <laughs> yeah, we. I think we that all did. Something that took place. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, just a couple things about the album. Um. Yeah. My name. As soon as I started listening to it, I saw my name is Jonas, and I already knew it was on Guitar Hero Three. <laughs> and yeah, I, I was like, yes, Guitar Hero. So there's a couple interesting things that I thought about this album. So it brought back a lot of nostalgia of things that I'd never done, if that makes sense. It Mm. made me think of being a kid again, but also like it wasn't not all of this music was like played on the radio when I was a kid because we were all like 2000s kids. And this album Mm. was from 92? Four. Four. Yeah. So the year I was born. So obviously it wasn't from my childhood. It was from when I was a toddler. But it still made me think of like it gave me vibes of childhood, like being on the bus and walking through the elementary school, hanging out on the playground. And I also wrote down that 70s show <laughs> because, oh, my God, does Rivers Cuomo not remind you of Eric Foreman? Oh, totally. Yeah. I like I never thought about that before. <laughs> like if they do a biopic of Weezer, Topher Grace better play Rivers Cuomo. And also, Rivers is just amazing, but we all know that. We mm-hmm. love Rivers. Shout out to Rivers Cuomo. Please yeah. be on our podcast. <laughs> I also <laughs> just want to add, like, Rivers Cuomo, he, he's one of the... Uh, Weezer is one of my favorite bands because I relate so much to Rivers, in a way. Like, he just... He's so, like, authentic and kind of like a kid at heart, but also, like, just try to, like, make his thing happen. And I, I just... I love it, like... He's so uh, like raw and authentic and like a good human. Yeah, and it's yeah, very you can, mad vibes. In the yeah. album, you can <laughs> kind of, and I'm sure it's with a lot of their albums as well. There's kind of like a naivety that comes through. Oh yeah, that's and kind of their whole what thing. I, what I think is cool about Weezer is that like they don't shy away from that like geek aspect of it. You know, many other bands would probably be like oh that's not cool oh like that's not what a rock star does mm-hmm. but like yeah so they have this area that they occupy pretty much all to themselves and i think that's what kind of attribute did uh to their success mm-hmm. because they could occupy the space that other people didn't want to and then that made it that much more relatable because not everyone's a cool rock star you know <laughs> people are yeah people <laughs> yeah. yeah like nobody nobody is like hanging out not everybody's hanging out with like White Snake and doing blow like we- <laughs> Weezer like hanging out at like Harvard or like at a on a beach or something like being like, hey, I wish there was some cool people to hang out with, but like don't know. But anybody. you'd get like the vibe <laughs> that even if he was hanging out on the beach, he wouldn't be the cool guy on the beach. You yeah, know, he'd, he'd be the one that's like, ah, uh, do I fit in here? <laughs> yeah, and that's like... maybe why it gave me the vibes of nostalgia from childhood. Because I was mm-hmm. the not cool guy hanging out at the beach as a kid yeah. in southeast <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> I, I was at the southeast Minnesota beach being like, wow, I wish there were cooler people hanging out. And really, it was just like old men fishing. So, I, yeah, and I was like that nerdy kid. So maybe that's why I felt nostalgia from this album. And mm-hmm. Even though it was from the year that I was born, maybe even before. Yeah. 
And yeah, because they're so young. Like even if you if you look at the album cover, it's like, wow, is Rivers like five? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he looks so tiny and adorable. And then he's got that big voice that comes through in all these songs. And yeah, it was a terrific album. And my favorite songs, you could probably guess one. One of them was Say It Ain't So by oh, Weezer. Wouldn't um, have thought. Three yeah. for three. Three for three. Three for three. Love that song that ever since I heard it, it was probably my favorite Weezer song. And actually, like the part that I like about it isn't the part that you guys love about it. I just love the beginning guitar riff. Like it's really soft. And when it came up on the album, it kind of felt I actually wrote down like it eased my anxiety because it was Hmm. just a really intense album throughout or kind of felt like it to me. This was the first one that I listened to out of all six. And so it just always had that kind of rock and vibe. But then Say It Ain't So kind of brought it back a little bit and it was a little bit easier. And I just absolutely love that guitar riff in the beginning. And not only can I play it on Guitar Hero 2, but I also learned it on like the real guitar because I just hey. love it so much. And yeah, throughout the song, it's just a beautiful song. Yes. Yeah. Especially it's that insane. riff. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. It is iconic. So that's one of my favorite songs. The other one actually is a song that I just discovered in this listen. Hey. In the garage. Yeah. Good I love that song. <laughs> it's a very comforting song. Um, and he's not exactly describing my childhood, but it feels like he is. Because it does have like that nerdy vibe, like oh man, I just need like one place where I can feel comfortable. Like I don't feel great at school and I don't feel great out hanging out with my friends. But in the garage is where I feel good, and yeah. it's got that vibe. Like be happy with who you are and like go where you feel good. And it relates to me as a child and also kind of now because I live in a one bedroom apartment. I can do anything that I want in this apartment, like. There's no one else around. I mean, it's just me and my pet turtle. Shout out to Ted. Even though he's listening to me record this whole thing. Ted the turtle. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just finding a comfortable... It's just about finding that comfortable space. And like for Rivers, it's the garage. And I'm sure for a lot of kids in the 90s, like it just feels good to be in the garage. And of course, I love the music too. But I didn't realize that I would love that song the most because I knew a few of these songs before I started listening to it. But then I got to In the Garage and I was like, that's just terrific. Like, In the Garage, I feel... I totally forgot the lyric already. I feel what? What's the chorus? Really cool. Oh, In the Garage, I feel safe. No one cares about my ways. Yeah. Yes! Isn't that so great? It's so comforting. It's so wonderful. And especially for the kids like shout out to the kids oh <laughs> i absolutely love that song and i didn't think that would be one of my favorites but you know what it was good job yeah i'm glad you found it it's no a yawns. good one yeah no yawns we're all energy yeah matt what's going on it's <laughs> it is 12 o'clock p.m in the day yeah, <laughs> it is whatever kidding. time you're listening to this podcast. Yes, so if Matt should be full of energy, <laughs> I should. Um, 
what I also think was cool is like, you know, the whole album has like this garage rock vibe. Oh so yeah. That was yeah. very fitting with the album. Well, the and music you know. video for Saint and So was filmed like in a garage for the most part, right? Pretty much like a living room, but yeah, same thing pretty much. <laughs> same thing. I yeah. parked my car <laughs> in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> mm. Hey, didn't we talk about like before we started recording that we're, we're going to keep it to like an hour? <laughs> yeah. Oh, All I, right. I, we're I, at the halfway point. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Cool. Halftime show. Some of you will pause this and listen to the rest of it tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. I can listen to a two hour podcast in one sitting, but apparently oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. can't. <laughs> oh, we'll shout see. out to you. Oh, here's here's where we'll put a sponsor if we ever get a sponsor. Oh dear. Oh, I don't know why I'm saying we. I'm a guest. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead. Um, Mark. Uh, oh, oh. There's you no have sponsor. another album. Okay. No. That sponsor. was just a joke. He was just joshing with us. He was just uh, Nolan and him with us. Yeah. Yeah, I do have <laughs> another album. Okay. That's a so this one. Offensive. <laughs> I was saving this album for later because this one is probably the one that brings me the best vibes. Aww. All right, I had to pull it up so I could get the entire title right. <laughs> this oh. is Same right? This is I wrote it. I wrote it down as Jack Johnson and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not quite the title. It's Jack Johnson and Friends. Sing-alongs and lullabies for the film *Curious George*. Holy cow! Rolls and... right off the tongue. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so, just like it says, it is music from the movie, the feature film *Curious George*. And honestly, Jack Johnson is the reason I love that film, and have watched it several times throughout my college career. Like it's a kids' movie, but who doesn't love *Curious George*? Right. It's so great. Um, and also, who doesn't love Jack Johnson? Right. To be honest, the only reason I really got into him at first is because Jack Johnson has the same range of voice that I have. He's not like some of those pop singers who only sing those high notes all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's all like, of those pop yeah, singers. Every those single pop, pop singer. And so Jack yeah. Johnson just has a nice, mellow, like baritone, almost bass voice. And I can sing every song without having to sing it an octave lower or having to use my falsetto. And that's why I love Jack Johnson at first. But then I listen to more of his music and it's like, wait, he has some really nice music. And this album (laughs) is going to be very different from all of the albums we've talked about and all of the albums we're going to talk about. It's got everything. It's got inspiration, curiosity, education, multiplication. What? <laughs> Wait, have you seen that SNL skit? Um, Stefan. With, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like that's actually what I was thinking about. <laughs> this club has everything. Oh yes, 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 yes. Inspiration, <sighs> multiplication. Yes, there is a song that has multiplication in it because Curious George is a kids' film. So this album, some of the songs are written for kids, but it's also a mix of songs. That are good for kids and adults, wouldn't you say? I would, I would totally agree. agree to that. Yeah, yeah. like because literally, 
just naming off a couple of the like definitely for kids songs the sharing song the three <laughs> r's what's interesting it, sorry not to cut you off i i also say that 10 times so maybe it is to cut you off but um i feel like they, they kind of yes you're right <laughs> um they kind of backloaded the album with the kid-friendly songs. They did, like at True. the very end. Questions, like that's all about curiosity and like having questions about the world. But that so. also could be an adult song. I really related to that oh, one. Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, I just love Jack Johnson, and he also brings on his friends. So some of the friends are I have it pulled up right now. Oh no, I can't say that name. I'm so sorry. Kawika Ka- Kaipao in Talk of the Town, G Love and Special Sauce, uh, Matt Costa, Ooh. Ben Harper. Ooh. So, yeah, it's not just all, like, the album's not all about him. It's like they're making sing alongs and lullabies for the film Curious George. And so, this album is different because it's a much more laid back, like, acoustic vibe, which is the type of music that I just absolutely love. And there's so many good ones. It's tough to pick a favorite. Um, yeah, lots of good ones like Upside Down that's played in the intro of the Curious George film, if you've seen it. Mm. And one of Jack Johnson's most popular songs. And there's a song about people watching. And that, like, that's so relatable. Like, don't we all just, like, <laughs> yeah. watch people? And then you realize, like, they're just watching you, too. And then Talk it's of the true. Town is all about like the nature that's like around them and it's like oh wow and then we're going to be friends aka the intro to the conan podcast <laughs> aka song by the white stripes like that's the first time i heard it and so jack johnson yeah. does a cover of we're going to be friends and then the sharing song like has that cool blues vibe but it's all about sharing it's like if you have to share one with a friend and you and then like if you have three like share one with a friend and me (laughs) yeah and then the lullaby is just beautiful like honestly i listen to that one sometimes when i need to go to bed and god like i could talk about every single song but i will like this album makes me so happy but i will tell you my two favorite songs oh one of them it was tough to pick between Upside Down and this one, but I'm going to go with Supposed to Be, which is the closing on the album. It starts off with just Jack singing with the piano. And basically it's about someone looking for the answer to life question, life's questions. And it's like, you know what? Maybe this is how it's supposed to be. Maybe this is all there is, and this is what's going to make me happy. So I should be happy with it. Um, beautiful song. It's just him and piano at first, then like the instruments come in. Great closing to the album, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Maybe that, maybe this is how it's supposed to be. I love yeah. it. Yeah. But then one of my favorite all-time Jack Johnson songs is Broken. It's the second yes. track. <laughs> and I love the guitar part like to begin it. And then it's just a soft acoustic thing. And it will always bring me out of a funk. And fun fact, it's also one of my number one songs to run to especially if i'm like running along the river or like along the lake i don't know i just always listen to it while i'm running or while i'm like driving the car like it's a good song love the piano um 
the words the words just really make me feel something too but it's just a truly beautiful song to me and just a truly beautiful album all right mm. someone else talk about it i want to hear someone else say like really good things about it <laughs> matthew <laughs> indulge him yes <laughs> I, can, I can do that yeah um yeah it was a cute album it um much like the jukebox album, it kind of reminded me of a, a very Mark vibe, where it's just like really oh, positive, light, and fun, and like kind of like childish at times. Very and, childish, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just it an adorable album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's really for the children. That's what we're here for. Just like Wu Tang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Wu Tang. Like <laughs> yeah, Wu Tang is for the children. <laughs> oh. But yeah, the album's really cute. I, I've always enjoyed Jack Johnson since I found him. You know, he's a very pleasant voice. His uh he, you know, he has a good vibe throughout all of his albums really late. He create like especially the uh the one with banana pancakes that one. Oh um, yes. Yeah. Every song on that album just like makes you feel good. Even like Do You Remember Remember? That was such a like a, a cute like love story song. And if um, you're curious, I think that one is called In Dreams Together. It's the yellow one with a tree, right? Yeah, In Between Dreams? In be- uh, I'm looking it up right now. In okay. Dreams. It is called... Yeah, it's In Between Dreams. Tight. <laughs> nice. And Better <laughs> yeah. Together off that one. Mm-hmm. Better Together. Oh, and then... um. Oh, except the one... Oh... The first one I learned on guitar by him was um 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 sitting waiting wishing. Yep. Yeah. That's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um Yeah, but Jack Johnson just has a good vibe and like this one it like a couple of the kids songs were kind of corny but like I thought maybe yeah. if I could work this into a classroom setting that'd be like perfect for oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> Very then, educational. Yeah, especially yeah, the especially. one with multiplication. <laughs> Yeah, the three R's can't go wrong. Multiplication? <laughs> Shout out to multiplication. Yeah. I probably still use help on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could not oh. sing it like he sang it. Like, he sang all the multiples of three, like, super fast. <laughs> like, three, six, nine, twelve, sixteen. No, that's not right. See? It's hard. Multiplication's hard. Oh, shout out to math teachers. Shout out to long division. Shout out to long division, too, is guess shout out to old men fishing (laughs) Um, (laughs) that was a major callback from mark (laughs) that was that was a long time ago did we even talk about that on this podcast or was it before recording i think it was in a previous life yeah it was in a previous life no it was definitely on this podcast (laughs) oh okay Yeah, um, but my my two favorites, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I really wanted to pick Upside Down because it's a banger, but um, mm-hmm. I think I'll go Questions because that was one that mm-hmm. like I think I heard that for the first time in your car, Mark, and like you had yeah. this album on shuffle. And I'm like, oh, I really like this because mm-hmm. I hadn't really given the album much of a chance until we we did this podcast, and I'm like, oh, that's such a good song, and I just really felt for it, like you know you. I never know what's going to happen anymore. So I just kind of accepted that. And that's like the beauty of that song. It's just like, what, what what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what's and, going on? Yeah. Yeah. That one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, um, 
another one that you really you really got me into a long time ago is Broken, so I picked yes. that one as well. That's just such a fun song and like it's cute and like I want that I want that for me. It's kind of like when people on TikTok they see a cute TikTok of like a couple like that's stuff like and their people comment like oh now I feel super single and I'm like yeah me too but it's fine it's cute I love it it puts you in kind of the uh, the realm of like I feel like I I got a warm hug from that song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And if I uh, I could be wrong, it's either people watching or broken. But during the movie, that song is played when Curious George is separated from the man in the yellow hat in the city. Like, I think they just had a fight and Curious George is just like in the city alone and just trying to figure it out. And they're either playing broken or they're playing people watching. I don't know. I'll probably have to watch that movie again. I've never seen it. I I love that movie so much. (laughs) I'll watch it for you. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. Um... I might have. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. No. So it was definitely a very like laid back album, and like you know, there was nothing that was too heavy. It's like something you'd listen to on a Sunday morning while drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just has like a very like smooth voice. Oh yeah. You know, and he's talented. He can do the runs and the guitar work was pretty cool as well um the i really like pe- people watching because i'm probably yes. a little bit more of a introvert so i could relate to that i think even extroverts can relate to people oh yeah watching. everyone loves watching people oh yeah like, have you ever been in a walmart That's america's <laughs> favorite pastime it's people watching <laughs> yeah right next to baseball and then people watching <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> baseball Um. people watching apple pie (laughs) the trifecta of america (laughs) and then um i really like upside down um yes it's a very good song and it was one of the two songs i heard before actually hearing the album because um i had two sisters that were in dance and so a lot of the songs they would look for is like these very stripped back like maybe just vocals or maybe vocals and one instrument so you know the kind of stripped back nature of the song worked well with dance so you could you know hear the movements hear the footsteps all that sort of thing so that that song and lullaby i think were both used in different like oh, dance yes. recitals <laughs> i went to cool but yeah upside down wow. is really good another observation on the album is that it seems like a lot of the more sad songs are front-loaded on the album. Mm-hmm. Upside Down, mm. Broken, Wrong Turn. You know, first four songs. Well, I feel like Upside Down is more like a curiosity thing. Like, I'm going to explore the world. I'm going to figure out... Okay, now that I say that, like, maybe a little <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I, I guess it's not negative. I was just looking at the titles. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> oh no, how do I turn back up? Up, you know, judging right. a book by its cover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like that oh, yeah, happens a lot, right. a lot in children's films, so that could be like a natural progression of the story. I don't know. Correctly me if I'm wrong, Mark, but like it could be like, you know, the uh, the conflict and then the resolution. So, upside down is the very first song you hear in the movie, and it's actually when Curious George is still in the jungle, 
and the man in the yellow hat is like on an expedition like exploring the jungle and that's when they meet so upside down is actually played like during the credits while curious george is just swinging through the jungle he's like looking at different animals and it's like very colorful and he's just having a good time like living in the jungle and that's all i can tell you yeah, yeah, that's all I can tell you about that movie. I have okay. no idea when the rest of these songs are. The, the man in the yellow hat is just like, you would look good in my living room. No, he's nice. He's like, hey, man, you seem pretty cool. You want to hang out? And then Curious George is like, yeah, dude. Let's do it. I'll, I'll need to watch it again. Like, Because I don't even think all these songs are in the movie. The only ones mm. I really remember are Upside Down, Broken, and People Watching. Okay. And then they're probably, the rest are in there at some mm-hmm. point. Or if they're not, I don't know. Maybe they're just part of the album. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Do we want to jump into the next album? Yeah, we probably should. Okay. <laughs> Eminem, Nolan. Ah. By the way, Eminem, that's how we're remembering the order. M is Mark, N is Nolan. M is Matt. Yeah, Shout bear out in mind makes, <laughs> makes it very confusing for me because the other two people I have to look out for are both M's. <laughs> True. Well, it's confusing for me too. <laughs> no, you can you can different you know like maybe do like an accent M. Do an accent an M E A. That's what I was just gonna say. <laughs> oh boy (laughs) all right so moving on um so my other album was pretty odd by panic at the disco um so this album is just like very light and happy i think like Mm -hmm. it has a very relaxed vibe and i would definitely kind of um drink coffee and listen to this in the morning you know (laughs) it's very calm or calming and i first gave this album uh, another chance because i had this friend nick in high school who i think i mentioned liking panic at the disco and i I think like other people they didn't really give this album a chance because sometimes Mm -hmm. um albums that you have to like pay attention to every single song don't necessarily get as much play. Right. Um, so I, I went back and listened to it. And I was like, wow, this album is actually really good. It's probably my favorite album by them. Cause there's just so much like artistry in each song. And it, it was an album in uh, college. I would listen to a lot while doing homework or studying. Um, because it wouldn't really distract me from it because there's not many like aggressive sounding songs or stuff of that yeah. nature. Also, I first heard um, Nine in the Afternoon from, I think it was NHL 09. I actually looked it up. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and I heard it. And so now like um, I just associate that song with kind of winter <laughs> which is i was i was kind of thinking of this like you know we have songs we associate with summer and like the rest of the seasons don't really have as many songs you associate i mean winter there's christmas but outside of that like what songs do you associate with fall winter or spring 
Um, what songs? Oh, but like, well, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was rhetorical. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like we have songs that remind us of summer, but not necessarily as much with the other seasons. Sure. So, anyways, that's one of the few songs outside of holiday music that reminds me of winter. um but yeah it was just kind of blows me away i can still like after all these listens find stuff that is interesting to me and that's what i'm looking for an album and i'm sure many people who have a music background or a strong appreciation for music they want something like interesting as well as good music kind of like that um that see here forgot the name already jukebox the ghost i had to make sure i didn't say ghost the jukebox (laughs) then the jukebox like you know it's kind of like (laughs) it's kind of um popular music but it still has like that teeth in it that kind of interesting aspects to it um so yeah the songs that i ended up picking as my favorite and Honestly, if I didn't want to avoid the major pop song from the album, I probably would have picked Nine in the Afternoon. That song mm-hmm. is so good. Um, it's on my uplifting playlist. Anyway, so the the first one I picked was Northern Downpour. Mm. Yes. Um, and I, I really love that like chord change to minor. It's like, do-do, 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 do 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 you know it just has like like happy like then all of a sudden minor almost like the clouds are changing or something if you want to look into northern downpour and then the chorus is back to being like really happy and i like the lyrics song i know it's sad but i never gave a damn about the weather but it never gave a damn about me (laughs) (laughs) i love that (laughs) i think that's sweet And then the other song I picked was uh, The Piano Knows Something I Don't. I love that one. <laughs> I, that uh, intro to it is so cool, where he's just like <laughs> singing about his hair or something. <laughs> and it's super trippy. <laughs> it's like, I'm sure it's an analogy for something, but he's talking about his hair growing. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of like gives me like Alice in Wonderland vibes where like, you know, like being giant and like continuously growing. Yeah. But that intro is cool. And then it goes into um, kind of like brassy bells. It almost sounds like it could be a Christmas song. So it kind of transitions from one cool sound to a different cool sound. Mm-hmm. Both songs are very positive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially when the bells come in. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah. It reminds me of like a Christmas a storefront during Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> or like a Target ad. <laughs> <laughs> Especially a Target ad. Have we I talked about Target, Target on every single podcast? I think we might have. I feel like we have. Oh, boy. We've Shout done out shoutouts in Target. Yep. <laughs> First sponsor. <laughs> yes. Amen. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, Mark, you can go. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I enjoyed this album. Panic at the Disco. 
Like, I've only heard, like, a couple of songs by them. Like, you know, High Hopes, I Don't Write, I Write Trage- Sins, Tragedies, you know that one? Yeah. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> we got the gist. So, it was cool to finally listen to an album of theirs, where I hadn't heard any of the songs, actually. And, okay, I hope that one of you understands this, but I felt Spyro vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Like, played Spyro. oh, what was one of those? There was like a guitar. I don't know if I want to say like with reverb, but there was like this guitar that just reminded you of Spyro. In, I wrote it down somewhere probably. When the day met the night. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's a really good know. song too. And yeah, I Nolan, I like that you mentioned um something that I don't remember. But yeah, I'm glad I mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was about like being a giant. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, the piano knows something that I don't. Yeah. Well, just like the fact that you said being a giant. Like I realized that I had a lot of fairy tale vibes during this. Oh yeah. Because during it, I said that I had like either like strolling through a nice, a nice flowery meadow, or or like flying. But then I realized those are both probably like fairy tale vibes. So I felt fairy tale vibes during this. Um, Brendan Urie, incredible. Of course, we know. But okay, so Nolan, you might know, or Matt might know. Is there like a second singer that like takes the lead on a couple songs? Yeah, I I don't know his name, but I can definitely tell that there's someone um, who I I think he has like maybe three or four parts in the song. Yeah, I think one of the songs was Behind the Sea, where they had like a different singer, but Brendan came in during a couple times to harmonize. And then there was it also came back on Mad as Rabbits, and they sounded Mm -hmm. beautiful either in harmony or in unison. Like either way, I just love that second guy's voice. But I mean, Brendan Urie is incredible as well. Yeah, and I, what I think is interesting about that is, I mean, that guy probably isn't as good a singer as Brandon Urie. Mm-hmm. But I think like the contrast between the two voices, like, makes it that much more interesting. Like, even if he's not the perfect singer, like, it just kind of gives more of a contrast. And a different feel. Instead of like, how many songs was it? I have it on my Spotify. 15 songs. Instead of 15 songs of just Brendan Urie singing. It was nice to have that other voice in there. Either in unison or in harmonies. Mm -hmm. If you don't meet listeners, unison means they're singing the same notes at the same time. Harmonies mean they're singing two or more different notes. Okay, but one of my favorite songs was also Northern Downpour. I really like that one. Um, and yeah, you described it pretty well, so I really enjoyed that one. But then I also enjoyed the very next song, When the Day Met the Night. Mm-hmm. It had the Spyro vibes. And also, <laughs> it had vibes from um like 70s rock musicals too like age of aquarius i don't know if you know what i mean oh yeah kind of like it it feels like a sound from like earlier rock yeah like yeah kind of like not super in your face Mm kind of more like chill yeah and i think a lot of their 
at least their early albums when they actually were a band um <laughs> had um kind of a different sound to each album whereas like one's like oh this one's a little bit more baroque this one's yeah. you know kind of borrowed yeah. from different style yeah yeah a lot of these songs had that same style but yeah with when the day mm-hmm. met the night also had a nice story to it and yeah. i'm trying to remember the song because i mean like nolan you probably listened to this album a hundred times but i've listened to it once or maybe twice <laughs> Yeah, but if you describe it, I might be able to I also it. wrote down like that it had a good switch of tone at the chorus, like in the voice. Because I think maybe he was singing in like a lower timbre during the verse, <laughs> and then he switched it at the chorus to sing like higher and louder. I really like that. And yeah, it got uh, more upbeat. And it had the horns and the harmonies. Oh, I loved it. That might be um, the other song I picked. Um, well, either way, I did like When the Day Met the Night. I typed it in bold. When the Day Met the Night. <laughs> it's in size 25 font. Yes. <laughs> fills up my entire screen. <laughs> yeah, the oh, the piano knows something that I don't. Is the yeah. one I was describing earlier, which mm-hmm. has a pretty big um, switch. Maybe. It, it, and it wasn't like a big switch, but oh. it was just like a little bit of a switch. Like, he switched enough. the timbre of his voice. He switched the quality of his voice from like this lower singing to like singing more full, like musical theater like. Hmm. It yeah, what's kinda interesting about him is you definitely kinda get those musical theater vibes from oh, how he yes. performs. Yeah. Well, I also saw like a video of him at a live concert and he was like playing a piano. And then the piano just started floating while he was still yeah. playing it. It's like, wow. <laughs> that, was, that is uh, incredible. That would be dying in L.A. I hate when I'm trying to play piano and it takes flight. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. Well, what did you think, Matt? Yeah, um, this was uh, an adventure for me because it's the one Panic album. Well, one of the two that I like haven't really ever gone gotten into just because like it was kind of in the awkward phase where i didn't think there was a lot to them but um i was sorely mistaken because this album is actually really good um so this is their second album right i believe so okay yeah so i know that there was a little bit of a a lineup change in the in the band after the first album because you know they were like what sixteen when they made that album, which was freaking crazy because that album's fantastic. And um, actually, I did revisit it while I was uh, studying this one a little bit because I just needed to. It was such good nostalgia um, and it's such a different vibe. Like that one is very, um, as you kind of said, baroque and like very like theatrical and you know big. And this one, it, it's more mellow. And as Mark. I think you both touched on a lot of the vibes that I got from it. Like it has a very classic rock kind of sound quality to it where it doesn't sound like super overproduced, but it's still like good quality. And then um, the, the whimsical vibe and uh, the Alice in Wonderland, like it has a very like a different kind of theatrical vibe, almost like we're in a fairy land, a fairy tale. I, I think the, uh, the album cover really speaks to that sound of the album, which I thought was really cool. Um, 
Yeah, it, it's just a very different sound than I'm used to for Panic, which it's pretty cool. It's like not as like aggressive. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah. I think a lot of their more recent stuff it can be a little bit overproduced. I mean, that whole label, honestly. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but it, like he's he, Brendan's doing his thing. He's like still killing it. It just it's like not what it was but you know everything is meant to evolve right um and um (laughs) yeah i suppose (laughs) so this album was yeah it was fun i'm glad i got to explore it finally and um you gave me a reason to i'm also gonna say i'm surprised that there were no hip-hop albums today like because nolan you're a big hip-hop guy like myself but even more so and you uh you picked two albums that i was not expecting at all so that (laughs) Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know that many like positive hip hop albums. That's I mean, true. That's I was, true. Yeah, we are I thought of that too. <laughs> I, think I did give very um, slight consideration to like a Brother Ali album because those are usually pretty positive. But I mean, outside right. of that, like my favorite people that do hip hop make depressing music (laughs) (laughs) or they're angry about something which is like yeah that's kind of the par for the course um (laughs) uh, um uh, but yeah my my two favorite songs actually so we're gonna go three for three for um northern downpour and uh yes yeah that one's super good i just um Oh, everything about it was just really, really pretty to me. That one really struck me out of the whole album. And um, yeah, it had the wintry vibe and the, the whole weather thing. <laughs> Especially I <laughs> love that lyric that you mentioned. <laughs> and um, then the other one, like I did know Nine in the Afternoon before this. So that I, I am going to grab that one too, just for fun. It uh, That's just a fun song. Like the, the story behind them writing it was like, let's just make it like a dome, a dome thing. Like, I think he said it in like the recording studio one day and was like, yeah, let's just roll with it. Like, I love when that happens, you know, <laughs> just kind of go with it. So it's a, like a dome thing, like performance, like a big stadium thing or. Oh, like they were, um, they just wanted like, I think he just randomly said it like nine in the afternoon, like what nine is never in the afternoon, but like, <laughs> so it's kind of like a unique dumb thing that they just kind of made into a song and i've been in a in a position like that where you like have this really dumb idea for a song and then it becomes like one of the best songs you've ever written so it like it resonated with me in that way and um also like the song is just really cool you know yeah it's it it's on my uplifting playlist as i said before and that's hmm. i'd probably put it in my top 100 songs if it's not in there already <laughs> You know, I'm kind of surprised I didn't pick the album Uplifter by 311. That would have been really fitting. (laughs) (laughs) What's an uplifting album? I had to think long and hard about that one. (laughs) Oh, man, I said it. (laughs) (laughs) You had to get Um, that off your chest. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much what I had on the album. Should we... Should we move to the last one? Close it up. Yeah, yeah. So, so this one, um, if you know anything about me, you probably know that this 
this album is like a huge deal to me. Like this is my number one favorite album of all time. And uh, it'll probably be featured on another podcast. <laughs> yep, it will be. Yeah, so it's uh, Random Access Memories by Daft Punk. And holy cow, this album is, it's like a, not even a triple threat. It's like an 80,000 threat for me. It, <laughs> <laughs> so like, this was the album that like kind of launched me into being a, a huge fan of Daft Punk. Like I knew of them beforehand and I liked their stuff, but I was never really as into them as I was when this album came out. I first heard Get Lucky when I was at the Electric Fetus right before the album was coming out. And I'm like, this is like the best song ever. And how I avoided it before then was completely bonkers because it's everywhere. It had been by then. Like it went number one in 92 countries, which is crazy. Wow. And um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so then I bought the album just to like, because, you know, it just seemed like a fun time to explore. And I listened to it for the first time that night. I was blown away. I listened to it 10 more times and I was still blown away. And then, um, so it, that was uh, mine and Mark's senior year of high school. I'm not sure. I think, yeah, Nolan graduated after us, but so 2013, I think um, either March or May is when it came out, but it like, I played it for all my friends and we all became obsessed with it. And like, it be kind of it kind of became the car album that like when Fred is driving like that is what we're listening to. Fred is me if you don't know, <laughs> and and so there there's actually a video out there of me and my friend Grant um dancing rather provocatively in a practice room in Red Wing High School to get lucky. <laughs> so I think of that whenever I hear it. Shout out to Grant. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> he uh, but yeah. So and the like the background of this album is so cool like they they spent five years recording it and um then post-production after that so it costs them a million dollars to just to record it and that's before production cost wow (laughs) yeah it's crazy so so yeah can you give me an itemized list on what they spent a million dollars on (laughs) um probably the personnel and the uh the instruments but (laughs) because they have their own recording studio i can't imagine they'd have to pay for studio time you know (laughs) but yeah but um i don't know their their recording technique is kind of unique because they um especially on their older albums they'd go around town like record sounds and then like um translate them into their music like uh from techno uh not aerodynamic the uh the bell sound they literally like went to notre dame and recorded the bells oh yeah yeah and um yeah uh, but the yeah so this album i think is really really special and i'll talk about this more on another podcast i'm kind of rambling about how wonderful it is but it um it's just so good like every song is a banger even the even the ballads like they're just so good and all the features on here, like you got Pharrell on there twice, like that's pretty cool. And you've got Julian Casablancas from The Strokes, and then you've got um, this one random dude. I can't remember his name right now. I think it's like Paul Williams or something. But he, uh, yeah, Paul Williams. Yeah, he he uh, was he the one on Touch? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he um, he actually wrote music for the Muppet Show. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and um then they have another guy on Fragments of Time who um he was the vocalist from Face to Face 
from um, Discovery. And then um, Panda Bear, who's from Animal Collective. And that, yeah, so just so many huge things. Oh, not to mention Giorgio. Like, he is the pioneer of all electronic music. And I think, um, well, he definitely was a godfather of it. Like, he wrote every song for Donna Summer. So, no big deal. But, yeah. But, anyway, so this album, every time I throw it on, it just makes me really happy. Like, especially... Um, it's always the album I throw on when I, I'm driving up to Duluth. Like you get past the the final overpass before you go over the hill and you see the skyline. Like I always throw on a "Lose Yourself to Dance" and that's kind of my intro to Duluth song and like <laughs> gets me so hyped. <laughs> yeah, I um, remember that from every time coming back from Minneapolis. Yeah, it's like, oh, Matt, you better play "Lose Yourself to Dance." But you always remember, so I don't never have to say that. <laughs> so that's a situation yeah. that never happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that never happened. My bad. <laughs> Give my back to music. Oh, it's so good. And then, so I'm, I'm just going to like tell you my two favorite songs and then kind of let you guys go because otherwise I'll talk for another 20 minutes. But <laughs> um, so the top two are uh, Giorgio by Marauder, like the, the nine and a half minute long jam yeah. featuring Giorgio telling his story. Like, ah, just, just so cool. Like my friend Adam put it the best way. Like um, he was driving late at night kind of early morning and then like he was so tired but then that song came on right as the sun the sun was coming up and he just got super energized and like that's kind of how you feel throughout the whole album very energized and like you want to dance speaking of dance lose yourself to dance is my top favorite song on this whole album and um i kid you not freshman year of college i listened to this song 48 hours straight 48 hours straight yeah wow yeah it was (laughs) was so good (laughs) So you played it three times? <laughs> yeah. Oh, isn't that the epitome of this album? <laughs> yeah, it's all very long. <laughs> anyway, you guys go. I want to hear <laughs> want to hear your thoughts. All right, okay. sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I I was reluctant to listen to this album at first, not when Matt suggested it. Because right. then I had to, but uh, <laughs> but uh, because they had that um, get lucky song, and I was like, oh, that there's this pop song, and I don't know why I'm just reluctant to listen to or watch things that are popular. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> it's yeah. like weird, weird hipster vibes, but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that I mean since i was like oh the rest of the album's probably pretty poppy which no that album is actually so good um and i'd listened to some of it before probably at matt's recommendation yeah i probably (laughs) listened to the first half i don't know if i listened to the whole thing or not but i i definitely heard um what's that song called geodor by modor or something Giorgio by Marauder. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, <laughs> well, the part is, is my phone died and I didn't have the name in front of me, so I just kind of <laughs> threw it out there. <laughs> um, so I'd heard that song before and obviously heard Get Lucky before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just listen to that whole thing. The album is super good. And what's really impressive about Daft Punk, and I think this has always been the case, is that they're able to make these really repetitive loops sound so good 
Yeah. Oh yes. Like <laughs> around it, the world. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um they they take these loops and their songs feel like if they didn't want to, it just wouldn't end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Like their songs all have this kind of timeless feel where like you could play it for an hour with like the little variations they do, or you could play it for three minutes. But it's just it's cool because like they're able to keep these loops fresh and able to vary it enough and put it in a different context so that like it doesn't get stale despite how many times it repeats. And so that's what I found really cool. Um, But yeah, the album is just really good front to back. And Mm. it's what's interesting is that it doesn't feel like there's really any missteps on the album. Like with any of their ventures, it's just like each sound sounds really good and each melody and lead. And yeah, it all sounds really good. Um, so I think my favorite song was that Matt pronounce it. <laughs> Giorgio <laughs> my motor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that song is super good. And it's not often you have a song that's that long that you're like, wow, I was not bored for any of that. you know i never want it to end (laughs) right and so like when you have this song that's seven plus minutes um there's not many songs that again like you're like okay this is the artist just stroking their own ego you know like it was actually good throughout Mm -hmm. kind of like jesus of suburbia by green day like yeah like that's a really solid long song (laughs) Mm -hmm. um (laughs) They have a few of those on the album. Um, so yeah, that was probably my favorite song on the album. And then I like Touch. It I love yes. Touch. Oh it really God, grew up. It grew on me. At first, I didn't really like it. Um, I was like, this guy's voice seems kind of like unfitting for the album. But then, like, it was one of those things I didn't know if I liked it or not. And then when I got to the end of the song, I was like, yeah, I liked that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was good. And like it kind of builds in from this this voice that isn't perfect. It's not like super polished. But then it 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 goes from that and builds into this big sound and I think there's a choir in there at some point. <laughs> um and then it returns back to his voice. And so it's kind of cool that it goes from this small thing, this small imperfect thing builds up to this giant thing. And then returns to that again. It's really cool. Yeah. And then segues right into Get Lucky really perfectly too. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, Which is yeah. good. I know I, I kind of ragged on it for being a pop song, but it, it's a good pop song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I love the bridge on that song. With the like the robotic vocals. Yeah. Robotic vocals in a Daft Punk song? Unheard of. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, but yeah, you talking about Touch is a good transition into me. Because Touch was honestly a close number three for me. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that song. And honestly, first time I heard it, I was like, is that David Bowie? It kind of had a <laughs> oh. David bowie sounding voice to me i don't know yeah yeah but like and literally as i was 
listening to it, I wrote down, like, my jaw literally dropped. And then, especially when they came back with, I think it was acapella or it was super stripped down. But, like, when the voice came back in at one point, it was acapella, I think. Ooh, but that was, like, my close third. But, yeah, the album as a whole... I did not know that I would love it so much. I mean, I love Daft Punk. Discovery, I think, is my favorite album by them. Mm-hmm. That's this fair. might now be my favorite album by them. Yes! It's incredible. <laughs> and honestly, out of the six albums we listened to, this might be my second favorite album. Ooh. <laughs> so you beat out one of my favorite albums. Heck yeah. <laughs> but Jack Johnson is still number one. Okay. Like just because, and obviously that's very different from this album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was just a super chill. I actually listened to it yesterday morning. I was sitting on the porch of my parents' house, just looking out over the farm, and I was like, "Damn, this is good, good cruising music." Um. And a lot of the songs had repetition, but it's good repetition, especially right. Get Lucky, because I remember people telling me that they don't like that song. It's like, oh, Get Lucky, that's just the same thing, like repeated over and over again. And it's like, isn't that what every single pop song is? <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason you can sing along with it. That's the only reason they put it on the radio is so mm-hmm. people can sing along with it. But then listening to Get Lucky, the album version, because on the radio, like they can't play a six-minute song on the radio. People, people don't have that kind of attention span. Not on today. No one public radio. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, start listening to NPR. No one public radio. <laughs> he will play the full version of "Get Lucky," and I re- like I was listening to it much more closely, and I was like, "Wow!" Just like all the other songs, it has an evolution to it. Like, mm-hmm. there's such small things that change, like the instruments that are added, and, like, there's accelerandos, and, like, volume changes. Like, just, if you didn't know what accelerando means, tempo changes. If you don't know what tempo means, the speed of the song. <laughs> and some of them were, like, such slight changes, like, throughout the song, in, like, melody and, like, harmony. And just like the vibe of the song. And like all of these songs in the album, not just Get Lucky, they all had that small like evolution throughout the song. And like Nolan was saying, it felt like they could have just done this song for an hour and I never would have gotten tired of it. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like a symphony or something like that. Like it just keeps on evolving and you won't get tired of it. So I could, uh, there were so many songs that I just loved. But Touch was a close number three. Um, number two for me, I had to choose Fragments of Time. Oh, yeah. Oh, because, I mean, Matt mentioned this, but I am a big sucker for classic rock, and it had those mm-hmm. classic rock vibes. And a yeah. very, and obviously a very positive vibe, too. Like, yeah. Because they're singing Fragments of Time. That's just another word for, like, memories, like, they're singing mm-hmm. about these memories that they want to remember. And it's like, well, this is going to pass, but you know what? I'm still going to have the memory of it. So very happy words and happy music to go along with it. Yeah. And yeah, very reminiscent of like the upbeat classic rock songs, but it still has 
the robot feel of Daft Punk. Oh, God, that was such a good song. And I listened mm-hmm. to it again this morning. But the other song that I listened to again this morning that I may or may not have heard before, but I love it now, Contact. Contact. That one just Ooh. blew me. That absolutely blew me away. That's some adventure right there. Yeah, because it starts kind of intense from the beginning, but it's constantly building all the way through. Um, in the context of the album, it's an awesome, like, full-sounding follow-up to Doing It Right. Like, Doing It Right was kind of minimalist, like, not a lot of stuff, but it was still a good combo. But mm-hmm. Contact was just, like, big, full, huge, amazing closing to the album. Um and yeah, they just pulled out all the stops and I think it's like in the middle of it, they start, I don't know what to call it with like, it. it's really low and then it just keeps getting higher. It's like a slow siren just building and building and building. And I just never knew when it was going to end. I was like, oh, okay, it can't go any higher than that. And then it went higher and louder and the instruments just kept on going. And I was like, wait, what? is the song never going to end? Is it going to go higher than I can hear? Like, it was like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Like the same thing, just building up throughout this entire climax. And I was like, that's gotta be the end. And then it's like, and it's like, okay, that's the end. It's like, okay, it's gotta be over now. No, the song is never going to end, but I love it. And I wanted it to keep going. And that whole climax was so good. And I never knew when it was going to slow down. And, you know, I didn't want it to slow down. It's it's only like a six and a half minute song. But I was like, can it be like 60 minutes? (laughs) Yeah, that was such a good song. Like, especially just that build up, like right in the middle, kept going and going it was like energizer batteries it just kept going yeah especially oh, when the synth come in loved it. for the first time mm-hmm. with that little riff oh, oh so cool. absolutely mm-hmm. loved it so much all right but i better stop <laughs> so your your two were oh, fragments of time and contact yes fragments of con- time and contact beautiful i was not expecting contact that's awesome contact is so cool it's like kind of wraps up the adventure of the album like they're going back to where they uh they came from yes and (laughs) wraps up the podcast because we are over two hours (laughs) yeah yeah hey well well, this has been a lot of fun um, it's so fun it was so fun listening to them and like i haven't really listened to like full albums like that a lot honestly Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good when, to do that. Even though we had to listen to them in a short period of time. Yes, we listened to really, six albums in two days. <laughs> it didn't really like feel like a chore. No, yeah. not at all. It's good music. Yeah, cause <laughs> it's something I do all the time anyway, so it's like, whatever, yeah. let's do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, um, I love talking about albums with people, especially people who love the album so much that like I can gain a new appreciation for it just by hearing them talk about it. So thank you for giving that to me, both of you. And uh, thank you, Nolan, for being here. It's been wonderful. Yes. Thank you for having me. Claps for Nolan. Round of applause for Nolan, listeners. (laughs) Like, wherever you are, clap and stand up and cheer very loudly. (laughs) If you ever want to have me on the Zencaster podcast again, just let me know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Absolutely. No, this well, was great. I had a lot of fun doing this. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, we're gonna put the 
uh, I made a playlist on Spotify, and I'll link that on our social media. And uh, don't forget to follow us on on Spotify too, and uh, Instagram and Facebook too. And uh, Nolan, do you want to um, shout out any of your pages or anything like your SoundCloud, maybe? Or no? uh, big on Facebook Marketplace. No, okay, yeah. Sells <laughs> <laughs> so like mini Barbie stuff on there. <laughs> yeah, why did I come really on here without that, anything? Really why did I come on here without anything to promote? I don't know. Yeah, you, know, you look at all the big podcasts. They're like, "All right, you talk about your thing now." Ch- yeah, check <laughs> out my t- check out my TV show. <laughs> listen to NPR Nolan Public Radio. <laughs> I don't have a book. I don't have anything. Dang, you just got you, man. That's all you need. And you've got us. Yeah. True. <laughs> doesn't pay any bills, but it doesn't, doesn't pay be happy bills. in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, I think I think let, let's call it let's call it a farewell. Um, thanks for being here. Follow, follow us on social media, the Matt and Mark podcast. Uh, thanks to Nolan Lacey for being here. Um, have a wonderful night, everybody. Yes, we love you. Good night, good morning, and good afternoon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> All right, peace out.